I am looking for five unfulfilled healthcare professionals who want to create a clear roadmap to fulfillment in the next 30 days. If that's you, I would love to connect. Head to the link in the show notes to apply for a career clarity call, and I'll share all of the details with you. I don't know how to be anything other than a doctor. Is that a thought that you can relate to? Is that something that you've struggled with as you've been feeling unhappy in medicine and contemplating making a shift, but then feeling this sense of existential terror around, if I changed careers, not only would I lose my job and the thing that I do every day, I would lose who I am, my sense of self. This is something I struggled with big time when I was working in the medical field. My my core sense of who I was, the way I saw myself was so tightly woven around my career, was so concentrated around the idea of me being a doctor. Even within the medical field, we introduce ourselves as doctor. The title for our career comes before our name. I'm Dr. Turgeon, right? We become so wrapped up in that identity. There's also the fact that medicine is a very all-consuming profession. It's something that you are working so many hours of each week and you're wearing your doctor costume and you there's so many things that create this identity that it the career becomes who you are. And feeling so wrapped up in this identity of being a healthcare professional can make it feel so impossible to make any sort of shift or change. And so in this podcast episode, we are going to break this down. We're going to talk about the identity piece, the whole, like, I'm a doctor. That's all I know. I don't know how to be anything else. And the way that this can restrict you and how identities can become a box that keep you trapped and stuck in your smallness. The very special, incredible thing about this episode is it's not just me recording a podcast episode. This is actually an excerpt that I have taken from inside my paid program, Authentic Career Alignment. So what you're listening to is actually part of one of the live classes that I did within the program when I ran the most recent live round in fall of 2022. This, we talk through identity during week eight. We're going, we go through um, month two is self discovery, and part of self discovery is identity. And so in this, we talk through identity. I talk about what it is, how to, how you can think about identity, how to know if you're clinging to an identity that no longer serves you. And then we walk through steps that you can take to create and embody a new identity to help you through a career transition. I am so excited to give you guys a sneak peek inside my program, Authentic Career Alignment, because enrollment is happening for the next round very, very soon. We are starting the next round March 6th. So if you're listening to this podcast episode before March 6th and you are interested in jumping in on this spring round of Authentic Career Alignment, I would love to have you join us. Please send me a message, um, hello at coachchelsmd.com or head to the link in the show notes, coachchelsmd.com slash ACA, where you can learn all about the program, Authentic Career Alignment, and sign up for enrollment if you're here before March 6th. All right, let's get to the show. Welcome to the Life After Medicine podcast. 
where we help you create a fulfilling and non-traditional career as a healthcare worker. I'm your host, Chelsea Turchin. In 2019, I left the hustle and grind of my OBGYN residency and set out to create a fulfilling career on my own terms. Now I'm a best-selling author, career and burnout coach, and world traveler. Through this podcast, I'll show you how to enjoy your work, make an impact, and support yourself financially without all the stress and burnout you are currently experiencing. Let's get to the show. And so the way that we're going to talk about identity now, um, I think of it as like a story we tell about who we are and how we show up in the world. And essentially, it's just a series of beliefs that create a self-concept. And there are benefits to having an identity. One of the things that it provides us with is a sense of stability. It can be really anchoring. It can ground us in. It can provide us with this sense of like, this is me. This is who I am. And that that can give us stability. Um, And it can feel really nice to feel like you know who you are. Who, Who feels like they know who they are? Or like you have a solid identity or in the past you've experienced a solid sense of identity. Maybe right now you're kind of going through a bit of a shift, which would be normal for being in this program, which is why I want to provide you with this this whole exercise and this this week, I think is going to help ground you even more. If you're feeling a bit disoriented, I don't know that I have, or maybe I've never allowed myself to accept my true identity. feel like I'm going through a transition. Yeah. I've struggled with my job being my identity. Yeah, exactly. And that happens, especially in the medical field. There's just a lot more because you sort of introduce yourself as your title, right? Like it's, it's very much inherent in medicine interfered with my identity. Yeah. Big one. And so that's why I wanted to talk about this too, is because so many people in Facebook groups and who message me from listening to my podcast and all of that, they feel a hesitation to maybe like leave their job or leave their profession or career. Cause they're like, well, who, I don't even know who I am without that <laughs> because it's something that can anchor you. Right. So there are benefits of having an identity It also provides you the sense of like orientation, a consistent reference point. Um, That's one of the pieces of identity is it provides you with like this consistent way of showing up in the world, right? Like I'm the happy friend. I'm the friend who always shows up and I'm positive and I bring this joy to everyone and that's who I am. And so it provides you sort of with this consistent behavior or like I'm an athlete. I am somebody who gets up at five in the morning and I go for a run and it just gives you this sense of consistency and like, I make sense. My behaviors make sense. Um, and, and that provides again, like an orientation. It also helps us have a sense of belonging because you know who you are in relation to other people and like what people rely on you for or come to you for. Like I'm the friend people come to for advice or like I'm the I'm the person that people come to when they they need a fun night out, right? Like, so it just provides you this sense of like who you are, what you have to contribute, um, and a sense of consistency, and helps you sort of like make sense of all of your behaviors and thoughts and all of that. Like med school and training tries to get me tries to get me to take on the physician identity, and I have consistently rejected it just because I don't need accolades. I just wanted to help people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, but the problem with identity is we can get so attached to who we've been 
we don't allow ourselves to become who we might be. Who has experienced that? (laughs) That they feel, you feel like you're holding on to something and you're so afraid to let go of who you used to be that it stunts your growth. So this is the problem with identity. It can be stifling. It can stunt our growth and our evolution. We can cling to old identities. And when we do that, they can become this box that sort of defines and constrains our behavior and like who we're allowed to be. So it can be like an identity that did serve us at one point and now it no longer serves us, but we don't know that we're allowed to let it go. We don't know how to let it go. We're afraid to let it go, all of those things. So we just sort of cling to it um, because it's like, well, I've been this person for so long. Am I allowed to just be a different person now? <laughs> like, is that something that we're allowed to do? Um, and then when when that happens, it can just become like this cage that's not helping us anymore. Um, some identities are limiting from the get-go, right? Some identities never served us, but we use, we use, it's like anytime we we do an I am statement, whatever's after that. That's an identity. That's us really attaching to a set of beliefs about who we are. That's us putting a stake in the ground about this is who I am. Um, so sometimes we we say I am something without realizing how powerful that statement is. And so we'll we'll use identities to essentially cast a vote for these limitations that we're placing on ourselves, and we're not letting ourselves grow from from that. Like I'm shy. Right. So we're immediately discounting that we can learn how to overcome anxiety or fear or trepidation that we may experience in certain situations. Um, I'm a worrier, right? Nobody, like, yes, we might have tendencies to worry, but those, all of these things can be unlearned. But when we, when we think of something as who we are, we don't feel like we could unlearn it or change it. It feels very much fixed or like something my mom always does. It's like, I'm bad at this. I'm not good at this. And just like creating yourself, like, oh, um, people will say like, I'm not good at technology. You're like, I'm not, I'm not a business person. I hear that so often. Like I would want to start my own business, but I'm not a business person, right? Like none of these things have to be fixed about who we are. Um, okay. And then the other problem with identity is when we create an identity or when we're operating from an identity that is based on other people, right? Like a should identity. Um, same with like the should values and the should, just any of the shoulds. We can do that with identity as well. We create an identity around who we think we should be, how other people want us to show up, how one certain title is supposed to supposed to operate. So maybe like I'm a mom. So I'm supposed to be totally selfless. I'm supposed to stay at home. I'm supposed like, or I'm a, I'm a doctor or a healthcare worker. That means I'm supposed to be completely selfish, selfless. (laughs) I'm supposed to work all the time. I'm supposed to care about my patients more than myself. Like we attach certain titles with a whole list of qualities that we're supposed to have. So we create these should identities. So we're going to go through a process today of working with identity. And so these are the steps of the process. I'm going to walk you through the steps. I'm going to tell you about sort of my personal experience working through it and 
what it was like for me. And then we're going to do sort of like a workshop style working through it right here, right now. So you're going to leave today with a clearer sense of who you are and who you get to be. I'm super stoked for it. Um, so, and, and there is, okay. So this is one of the first parts, right? Accept and, or remember that identities are fluid, not fixed. I'm trying to figure out who I really am. And yes, there can be qualities of us that are like fixed and immutable and like just sort of like inherent qualities about who we are. But for the most part, that's not true. <laughs> for the most part, we can be whoever we want to be. <laughs> there is nothing that's fixed. Um, and so just kind of remembering that it's less about finding ourselves and more about creating ourselves and sort of deciding who we want to be and how we want to show up and figuring out and it's based on qualities within us, um, but there's not necessarily just like one identity that you have that you have to seek and you have to look for it. You, you get to, yeah, you get to try on different, it's like you try on a hat or you try on an outfit and you can try on different identities. Um, and so just not having such a rigid sense of like, I have to figure out who I am. It's like, no, I get to decide who I want to be in different contexts too, right? Like you get to move and shift through different identities as they serve you. Um, so just sort of having that as this underlying tenant, that's going to be the foundation for this work that we're going to do is there is no, there's no fixed identity. Everything is fluid. Um, be mindful of what identif- what identities you are currently placing on yourself. So that's another thing is I want you guys to start becoming really aware of how you're identifying and like who, who you're saying that you are, who, who you think you are. So any of the times that you're using those I am statements or anytime you're creating an identity for yourself, just become mindful and become aware that that's what you're doing Um, so that we can move on to the third step, which is evaluating your identities. So we're going to look at each identity. It's almost like belief work, limiting belief work, but identities are beliefs that are very deep and they drive us in a very big way. So it's like the most important beliefs we could look at. We want to evaluate the identities we take on and decide like, are they empowering us or are they limiting us? So we'll go through a process to evaluate those. And then we're going to create a new identity if that's what we want to do. And it's not about like, you're not good enough as you are. So become somebody new. It's definitely not that at all. It's just like, you get to tell a new story about who you are and how you show up. You don't have to be who you've been if that doesn't feel good anymore. If that is like a, I don't know, a layer of like a jacket that's too tight, right? If if that is not serving you anymore, if you realize that the identities you're currently operating from are limiting you, are stunting your growth, are casting a vote for your smallness instead of your bigness, then, then you get to create a new identity by telling a new story about who you are and how you get to show up. And we're going to go into it also a process. There's like sort of creating it on paper and like, you know, just ideating on it. But then there's the process of embodying it and really becoming this new version of you. And so that's going to be a really fun process too. So <laughs> my experience working with identity. This is me in residency. How on a scale of one to like, my soul is dying. <laughs> How much do I look like my soul has just like left my body here? <laughs> like, 
<laughs> it's so ridiculous. So initially when I was in medicine, I just like Lee was saying, it's like she needed people to know she was a med student. I was the same way. It was, it's so like, when I look back at it now, I'm like, gosh, that's, I want to say it's embarrassing, but like, I understand how, where I was operating from. Yeah. That's you post-call. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure I was on night shift and like drinking wine when I got home to go to bed and like cute, super cute. And I thought it, I think that was like from a Snapchat, like way back in the day. So it's like, I needed everyone to know that I was a doctor, right? Like it, it would be a thing where like, I would go to parties, you know, if I didn't know anyone and I would, I would want, I would kind of be like wanting people to ask me, what do you do? And then I could say like, oh, I'm a med student or like I'm a resident and, and act like it's no big deal, but like, I really needed them to know <laughs> that I was definitely doing that when I was in working in medicine. But then even when I left and I was in South Korea teaching English, I felt this, that it's so interesting when I look back, I felt the sense of like, I needed people to know that I'm not just a school teacher, <laughs> right? I'm not just an English teacher. I had a whole past life. I used to be a doctor. So I like, I needed people to know that really early on. It was so interesting how like that whole first year, um, I noticed myself like telling pretty early on when I met people. Um, the one exception was like my coworkers because like who were Korean. I just didn't feel like getting into the whole story with people who didn't speak English very well. Cause I was like, that's just way too confusing. Um, but like, even like I would go on like Tinder dates during my, that first year. And I would like have to tell it very early. And just like anyone I met when I went to orientation or met the other English teachers, I just sort of needed them all to know it was during that first year. But now as I meet people, I don't even talk about it. <laughs> Not that I'm like ashamed of it or anything. I just like that whole need is gone. And so I'll sort of like share with you how I got through that. And I was able to, it was part of it was creating a whole new identity for myself that doesn't rely on that anymore. And so it's like, you need to evaluate that identity. Um, so, so one is, this is identifying it. I needed to introduce myself as a doctor. So like, this is, it, it was a very big part of like how I saw myself and how I wanted other people to see me um, was that, right? And so then I, you take a moment to evaluate it, which we're going to do. And you ask like, why, <laughs> why did I need that? <laughs> what did it give me? And if I could sum it up in one word, it would be significance, right? It gave me this feeling of like, I'm important. People think I matter. <laughs> I have this level of significance. I thought it gave me belonging because one way to get belonging is like when people respect you, then they want you to be part of their tribe in a sense. But it didn't actually, when I look at it now, um, it didn't actually give me belonging because it actually disconnected me um, because it didn't put me, I, I when I said it, when I needed to introduce myself as that, it wasn't, it was because I didn't want to be on a level playing field with everyone. It was like, I wanted to be thought of as above or like, superior in some way. And that does not allow actual connection, right? Like when you need to be on a level that's above, you're not 
with people. You're not opening your heart up and connecting with them. You're feeling like you have to like have something above. And so like when I look at it now, it actually was very disconnecting. And that was one way that it hurt me because I sort of like used it as a as a wall to put around myself. And it also limited me because it prevented me from exploring like who I was becoming and who I was going to be. Um, So it limited me. It didn't limit me as much after I left medicine, but when I was in medicine and I was clinging to that as like, who would I be without this? I wasn't allowing myself to explore the idea of moving on and like going into a new career because I felt like I needed this identity so deeply. And so in that sense, it was limiting me limit yeah limiting me and then after i left medicine it was limiting me just from prevent preventing me from just moving on like getting over it and just sort of being done with that chapter of my life and so then what i needed to do was i needed to tell a new story so one of the phrases i developed is just saying like i'm retired <laughs> i'm retired obgyn right and so like it doesn't always have to be so serious like it can sometimes just be like silly and fun. And I just find like when I say that, especially people think I'm even younger than I am. Um, So when I say that to people, as I meet them traveling, like if they ask me like, what were you doing before you started traveling? And I'll just sort of like make a joke of it. And they like get so confused. They're like, how in the world are you retired? You look like you're in your twenties. Like what, (laughs) how is this possible? Um, But then also telling a new story about who I am going forward as far as like becoming more interested in new identities that felt more expansive, like digital nomad, solo traveler, entrepreneur, all of these new things that feel more in line with who I am now, just starting to tell those stories and getting more excited about those stories than the previous story of who I was, which was doctor. And then there's also the process of embodying the new story. So initially I felt really weird and timid when I would call myself an entrepreneur. When I was first in Vietnam, that was like kind of my first destination as a digital nomad. And I would meet people in cafes and I would tell them like, yeah, like I have my own business, but I just like would say it in this really timid way. And all these, um, they like call them bromads. They're like these dude digital nomads who are like really into like the funnels and the marketing and all that shit. And I remember like just feeling so intimidated telling them that I was an entrepreneur because I just had imposter syndrome and didn't feel like I really was that identity. And so it's like, I had to really go through a process of embodying that and like becoming an entrepreneur and becoming confident and saying it and feeling like I know what I'm doing and, and I'm allowed to say that this is who I am. I remember when I first... <laughs> was going to a a cafe with my laptop when I was like my first week as a digital nomad in Vietnam. I remember being like, just feeling like a poser. It was so weird. I was like, I can't go to a cafe and open my laptop because people will know I'm like not a real digital nomad or I don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) Like It was so weird Um, because I wasn't really making that much money in my business. And so I did feel a sense of like, it's not valid yet and all of that. Um, Okay. Did you have to become the other identities before you de-identified as a doctor? Yes. I would, yes. I would say that was a huge part of the process that was really helpful. I don't think I necessarily had to, but like, as, as you'll see, like one of the parts of identity, it's, it's hard to live in this no man's land of I'm nothing. Right. So it's almost like in order to let one identity go for me, I find it helpful to start creating a new one 
And then it almost like you're less worried about letting the old thing go and feeling sad about that because you're moving into this new identity. Um, So for me, I would say that was a very important part of the process of allowing me to move on was creating and embodying some new identities. And then almost like I have to fake this new identity I want to create. Yes. And it's not so, okay. One phrase that I hate more than anything else People would say this all the time in medicine. I hate the phrase, fake it till you make it. That just, to me, ew. <laughs> like, no, I don't want to do that. So I don't even think of it like that. I think of it like accessing a deeper part of yourself. Like it's nothing fake. There's nothing that's not real. And that's this whole identity thing too. We're not creating fake selves. We are accessing a more true and more authentic part of who we are. We're accessing the truest what is truest for us in this moment. So I think that is actually really important to me because anything that feels fake, I can't do it. And then the other the other really important thing to know is you allow the new story, new identity to serve you, but be aware of when it stops serving you, right? So you don't want to create another box for yourself. So some things I'm looking into right now as I am doing, like we're always sort of doing identity work, especially if you're interested in personal growth and um, expanding and becoming more and more of who you want to be, like you're always going to be growing and changing. And so for me, some of the things I'm asking myself right now is identifying as a digital nomad, keeping me from settling in one place and finding a, or feeling like I'm allowed to do that. Like if I'm feeling the need to have a home base will I allow myself to do that? (laughs) Or am I going to be so stubborn and think that like, I'm a digital nomad, I can't have a home base, right? And so one thing I'm working on right now is not allowing the identity of digital nomad (laughs) to prevent me from giving myself the option of like, if I feel like I want to settle somewhere and set roots somewhere, I'm allowed to do that too. I can create a new identity and it doesn't have to be full-time digital nomad. It can be someone who travels and also is like an expat and has a home base somewhere. Um, the other thing I'm looking into is is being a solo traveler and keeping me from feeling like I can find a partner, right? Because I'm identifying as like, I'm a single lady who travels around and like, I, I get a lot of... I would say I get a lot of significance from that too, because you tell people like, I'm a solo female traveler and people look at you and they're like, oh, wow, you must be so brave. And you know they get really impressed. And then I have now created such an identity of being single, solo, all of those things that like, is that preventing me from opening myself up to finding a partner? So identities are just, it's like a constant work in progress, I would say. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Life After Medicine podcast. Make sure to leave a review and subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. If you want to continue the conversation, share your takeaways, and connect with other like-minded healthcare workers, then come join us in the Life After Medicine Facebook group. The link to join the group is in the show notes. I can't wait to connect with you further.